I said, mate, I just want to drink this pint and just get on the way. And he said, I said, sing me a fucking song. Oh, I said, God. what do you do for I said, what do you do for a living, mate? He said, I'm a builder. I said, well, build me a fucking wall. On the podcast this week is a member of one of the biggest boy bands of the 90s. Still releasing music and touring the world, but he's made time for us. It's Scott Robinson from Five. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online you'll experience the all-new Cerebral Way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Scott Robinson, welcome to the podcast. Hello, thanks for having me. You are very welcome. It is lovely to meet you. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I'm uh, getting into the swing of things. You know, 2022 is you know, officially here now. You stop. I'm not saying Happy New Year anymore. Tell me what you've been up to lately, because obviously there's new music out with Five. I mean, you released quite a few new songs last year, the latest being Time, which dropped in November. So, yeah, tell us like all about this new era of, of Five. Are you enjoying it? Really enjoying it. I mean, so, take you back a little bit. So, we started sort of back together with the big reunion uh, back in sort of 2012, 2013. And, and since then, we've just carried on doing show after show the world, uh, pretty much until until uh, Boris Johnson said, big bad virus, don't go to work. And it was obviously disappointing, you know, it was halfway through a tour. And we'd kind of always said we'd never do new music. It was kind of one of the things where we were so busy doing the live stuff, touring all over the place, you know, whether it's our own tour or joint tours or one-off festivals and stuff like that. There was no time to, to actually do it properly, do it justice. So if coronavirus gave us anything, it actually gave us a little bit of time to do something productive. Because to be honest with you, the first five months of lockdown, I just, I just, I discovered TikTok. I tried this phone and a beer that I've got behind me. Um, and that's all I was doing. Kerry was uh, doing homeschooling and I was just pissed in a corner. It wasn't right. So we said, well, you know let's, let's actually do something. Like, you know what? Let's do it. Let, let's write a new album. And it, there's kind of a lot of fear attached to that because you're almost competing with yourself. Because when you're in a band such as Five that have had, you know, success, you know, you kind of go, oh, I'm a bit scared because is this going to be a failure? It doesn't do well. 
as the previous league. Once we got over the initial shock of that, going, well, do you know what? You're not competing with your first numbers in the band before and a record label and a massive regime. We haven't got that now. So this is just us giving something back to the fans and uh, after 20 years of like them waiting and up for a long time. As you say, you know, being in a very successful band like Five with, with millions and millions of sales, in a way, I guess, that comes with a certain pressure when you were kind of in, in the thick of it to release a song that's going to, you know, become even bigger or a song that's going to reach a, a higher level in the charts. Whereas now it's about you guys making the music that you want to make on your own terms. So in a way, I suppose there's quite a lot of freedom that comes with that as well. Once you realise, like you say, you're not competing with with the levels that, that you were at before. This is just about making stuff that you, that you want and having fun with it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those things when we first, you know, done, done a release this time around. At first, you're like, obviously you want it to do well. You know, you don't, mm. you don't want to release music that no one listens to. Um, but I think once you get over that and you realise that you're doing it, the reasons you're doing it for. And if I'm honest with you, this is the proudest I've ever been of the record that, that I've done. You know, we've done it. It's exactly how we wanted to do it. The, every every bit of it has been done by ourselves, it's been produced by ourselves, it's been written by ourselves. So we're really, really proud of it. So in a way, of course, we want it to reach the top. Will it? I don't think so, purely on the basis that we've got no record label. Not because we've been, you know, record labels said no, we've not tried. We don't, we, we want to do it ourselves. I mean, I'm uploading the music myself onto TuneCore. I'm organising the artwork. I'm making the video, I'm, I'm getting a, a video editor to knock a video up. You know, it's literally done by ourselves. So, yeah, we're really proud of it. That's amazing. I didn't realise that, that you, you produced it and everything and, like, the videos. Yeah, it's a full, full-on experience. Sean literally decided in lockdown that he was going to learn how to produce. And he, I can't believe how quickly he picked it up. I mean, he's actually put producers to shame because he picked it up so ridiculously quickly. I was like, did you do all of it? <laughs> Love that. And you've got your own podcast, of course, uh, A to Z of Men. And I think it'd be rude, really, to invite you on my podcast and not give you a chance to tell everyone all about it. So, yeah, how did the idea come about in the first place? It would be really rude. If <laughs> I was talking about the album and saying how proud I, I, I was of it. I think sometimes you can do things half-heartedly and it doesn't work. Um I'm so proud of the A to Z of Men. I love working with Chris anyway. We're best friends, you know, we've known each other for over 20 years. And it's, we've always wanted to do something together. So now we've, we've got multiple things. About 15 years ago, we had a, pod, we had a podcast called The Free Show. And that was before podcasts got, got big, really. But lives got in the way of that. So we had to stop. And then, you know, we, we come up with the idea of the A to Z of Men and then obviously with Create, they come in sort of, episode three and said we really like this we, we think like a go so we were like oh wow we've just had a bit of a Wayne's World moment and uh, things you know it, it could get big so yeah we're really proud of it and um, yeah it's, it's good fun it's different from the radio shows it's quite funny because on the radio obviously you're not allowed to swear and I've got <laughs> And I don't even know whether I'm allowed to be on your podcast. You absolutely are. That's what I love too, coming from radio to podcast. It's like, it, there's there's no filters yeah. needed here. Just go for it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it I've got this list of rules, of words that I'm not allowed to say because I've come all kick off. Whereas <laughs> now, and I've got a potty mouth anyway, so I literally, I was like, oh my God, I can say fuck. This is amazing. Let's do it. <laughs> you know? But yeah, no, we, uh, we love it. And um, 
it's a, it's a very, very good it absolutely is because you're not kind of scared to to delve into some you know so a lot of it's really good fun but a lot of it can be the kind of darker deeper stuff that that men in particular need a little bit of a push to talk about sometimes that's actually what i really like about the podcast i like the fact that you know it's in the comedy section and and you know it, it has got the, the funny in it but there are some serious moments where we're talking about health we're talking about you know common misconception that um that men don't worry about their age and they don't worry about you know all these things like you know erectile dysfunction all these things that men don't talk about and and i find it and i think because it's there's a comedy angle there as well it's easier to talk about and what we want from it is a bloke down the pub going you know what i've i've laughed at episode b but when i when he has a shower that night he might check his wallet and and make sure he's okay so if we can do that, make people laugh, and along the way, maybe stop someone doing something or make someone go to the doctors to go, you know, we've said something that triggered something in their mind, then it's great. Absolutely. Right, Scott, let me explain how the rest of the podcast is going to work. So we've been through the internet and we found a long list of stuff that people are searching about you. So it's time for you to face the celebrity search engine and reveal the answers that the people want to know. Shall we do this? Are you ready? I'm excited. I'm more than ready. I'm excited. Let's go. Okay, so we're starting with what happens when we type in Scott Robinson and the word who. The first question being, who is Scott Robinson? How would you begin to describe what kind of man you are? Scott Robinson is a, first and foremost, he's a family man. Uh, he's, uh, he's a dad to four amazing children. I think I'm a good husband. Uh, me and Kerry have been married for over 20 years now. We've been together for 24 years. I mean, I suppose I'm an international pop star, which sounds weird to say when you're talking about yourself, but I am. Um, although many years ago, uh, the, the big, you know, the, the big fame with, with fire. Um, but yeah, always kept busy, always kept my toe in the industry, whether it being a little bit of acting, a little bit of singing. Um, always like to keep myself busy. I think I'm a pretty nice bloke. <laughs> We think you are too, so far. Let's see how the rest of the podcast pans out. I think he is, though. We need to clarify that you're you're not from Neighbours. Jason Donovan's character was also called Scott Robinson, but that's not it. We're talking to Scott from Five today. Um, yes, I am Scott Robinson from Boy Band Five. I am not the aforementioned Jason Donovan. Um, I've spoken to Jason Donovan on our radio show. Um, we've done a quiz. Um, Scott Robinson v. Scott Robinson. I won Great. because he knew nothing about his character, Scott Robinson. Oh, no way. I'm a fan of Neighbours, and it's been something that's followed me all the way through my life. Oh, my God. Um, where's Charlene? <laughs> yes, it's bloody annoying. Uh, okay, so lots of your fans and nosy people, of course, are searching on the internet. We all want to find out about our favourite pop stars and celebrities. So the next one being, who is Scott Robinson married to? We've already mentioned Kerry a little bit in, in our chat anyway, but how did you meet her? Because, yeah, it's been it's been ages that you've been together. This sounds like so, like, a made-up story, um, but it's, it's true. I mean, literally... I was best friends with her brother, Dan, mm -hmm. and I fancied his sister, like, like more than fancied his sister. I, the first time I see Kerry, and we were kids, 
first time I see Kerry, I was like, oh shit, I love her. And Amazing. it was it was like years of will it happen, won't it happen, you know, and um eventually it, it was inevitable that we did And um we've been together like since the beginning of time. Um and she's all I know. She's she's absolutely amazing. She keeps me grounded. Um honestly don't think I would be here without her. She, She's so all the way, you know, I was with her all the way through the band. She just kept me in touch, like made sure I didn't get too big for my room. Made sure that I remembered that I'm just a real dickhead. You know, and um, and I think that's really, really healthy for me to not get carried away. So yeah, no, she's um, she's incredible. And is it true that you both got married the day after Five split up? So like, how was that? Was there like a bit of drama, like hanging over the day? Did it spoil it at all? Yeah, it's true. It was it, it was a weird it was a weird time really because you know so it was the twenty seventh of September two thousand and one that five broke up and we'd done the whole you know MTV split and you know the fans crying, we were crying, and you know there's no secret that we had our problem. And Sean had mm-hmm. almost come back into the band to break break up. I I was having a nervous breakdown. I just wanted it to be over and stuff, you know. And so for me, Mary and Kerry the next day was like this, like one door closing and a new life starting. And I wanted, I've, I've never wanted anything more. I wanted to, to marry Kerry and, you know, start my new life. Um, but even with all the problems that we had in the band, we did have some really great times as well. So all the boys turned up and, um, you know, it was an amazing day. And I, I cried when... Uh, Said, I do. I was like, wow, I'm so lucky. Um, and then me and the boys had a bit of a moment late in the evening where we sat down together. Um, really weird, like on a sofa next to a fire, really like, nice setting. And we were like, have you done the wrong thing? Have you done the right thing? And it was um, it was a weird time because I was going off and had, had my like my life already set up and ready to go. And the boys didn't have that, you know. So, uh, and some of them I didn't see for like 10 years. You know, oh, wow. like no contact, no nothing, maybe the odd phone call here and there. But I think we needed it. I think we needed to go off and be ourselves and learn who. When you're in a band at such a young age, you don't even know who you are. Really. I didn't know who Scott Robinson was. And I needed to reconnect with home. And um, I'm okay now. <laughs> How was that though? Like you say, your kind of whole identity from a young age was was being Scott from Five with the spikes, with too much wax in his hair. You know, releasing these huge songs. Whoa, whoa, you know, having. I mean, you must have gone yeah. for a pot each time. Come on, at least it was, it was red dax wax. I don't know why I wasn't sponsored. I should have been sponsored. <laughs> um, it's it's actually a joke, and I kept them busy. Um, no, there was never too much wax. There was just enough wax for, for it to win. Just enough. The yeah, that's two. true. You did, didn't you? I remember your your hair was definitely uh, the talk of a lot of a lot of magazines at the time. But like, you can say it. it's award winning hair. You can say it. It's fine. Award winning, perfect hair. You know what? What can Thank we? What can much. we say? <laughs> but leaving, yeah, leaving the kind of whirlwind of of five behind. Were the years that followed? Were you just a bit like almost like, oh wow, I can actually take in what? What just happened, and like you say, focus on on who that. you are. I was yeah. really lost, and um, and, and that's you know, what I said about Kerry earlier. Like it was just she, she's the main reason I'm still here. Like she keeps me grounded. She she makes sure that I don't get above my station. And I've done like little bits and bobs, you know, um, 
on the TV and stuff like in the years following five. But I would do a big show or something, and then I'd be at home painting a wall, putting pins out the next day. So I had a normal life, and it was it was a bit weird because I for the first sort of five six years I still couldn't really go out. Like shopping was a nightmare. I take I'd never take friends to uh, like nurses and stuff because. I would just get people staring at me, like, is that got them by? You know, and I remember once I went to the local pub near me, and I was, I just wanted a quiet time in my local pub, or one of my local pubs. And I'd gone to one a little bit on the outskirts, I was like, I'll be fine. And because I'd become a bit of a hermit, I never went out, and still to this day, I'm very socially awkward. You wouldn't believe me, I'm quite chatty and stuff. I need to know who's going to be at that party. Like, I'll fight my mate, oh, do you want to come around? Then you know, if you do. If I hear names that I don't know, I'm not going. I'm just not going. So I'm in a pub and I'm like, this is great, right? So I walk to the bar, get a pint. I'm like, no one's looking. This is working. This, like, this is going well. And sitting there, I'm about halfway through this pint, if that. And this guy goes to me, you that fucking geezer from five. And I went, uh, yep, that's me. And he went, ah, fuck, sing us a song. And I went, oh, I said, mate, listen, I said, so always try and be polite. I said, mate, I just want to drink this time and just get on the way. And he said, I said, sing me a fucking song. And oh, I said, God. what do you do for, I said, what do you do for a living, mate? He said, I'm a builder. I said, well, build me a fucking wall. You just leave me alone. <laughs> Same so, thing though, isn't it? What, what's he, what's he saying? Yeah. And and it was that point I was like, Joe, you know what you can't even have a quiet pint now. And it, and so now I can because I've I've sort of pushed the walls down a little bit. I've gone. I live here. This is this is me. Everyone that wants to have a pop has had a pop. Mm-hmm. Everyone that wants to shake my hand has shook my hand. And now I'm just the guy from Five that drinks in that pub. And everyone leaves me alone. And everyone knows me, but they know me for being a local, being. Scott, not Scott from Five. Mm-hmm. Scott, which I love. Yeah, that must yeah must feel really really nice. Um, so obviously we were talking about yourself and and Kerry. And how many kids is it you two have got? We've got four kids. Four. So you got your hands yeah. full. Yeah. So we've got Brennan, who's uh, going to be twenty one soon. Um, he's the eldest, and we've got Cavan, uh, who's fifteen and taller than me. Um, the real character, <laughs> really funny. So, and I've got twin girls, uh, Bobby and Katie, uh, and they're eight. Oh, I love that. Twin girls. That's, that's, the, that's the dream, isn't it? I mean, it's perfect. And literally, we, we had the two. I wasn't sure whether I wanted any more. Um, Perry was like, come on, just one more. Come on, just one more. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's quite a big age gap between Kevin and, and the twins. And um, I was like, yeah, do you know what? We, let's go for one more. And then, bang, two. Of course you get two, yeah. I just bought a car, <laughs> so I had, to, I had to send the car back and buy a different car because I needed a, now I needed a seven-seater. I was like, I'm, I'm a dad that needs a seven-seater car. What the fuck's happened? What's happened to me? Um, and I had to have an extension on the house to fit these, these kids in. But um, they are incredible. Do you remember the moment, like, Kerry shared the news that she was pregnant with your first? Because 21 years oh, ago now. Yes. Um, I'm going to tell the um, the less darker story because there's a, there's a there's a part of the story where Jane says something. I'm going to leave that out. Um, Feel free to, so, to let it out if you need to. No, 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 no. I, I think I. Oh, is it really bad? 
Okay, fair. I'm literally just about to sound check. I'm in Dublin in Ireland and Kerry's there and we're on tour and it's like the last leg of the tour. And I'm just about to do my high note on until the time is through. Everyone knows. And Kerry just walks out of the dressing room and just holds up a British and go and there's no words just holds up the and I go I won't be sound checking today Joe I just take my headset off walk off the stage give her a big cuddle and we walk into the dressing room and go wow like, it's just incredible and you know Brennan wasn't not in a horrible way Brennan wasn't planned he wasn't like trying for a baby um, but we were like this is incredible Oh, so yeah, slightly fast tracked, but um, but worth it nonetheless. Yeah. All right, let's let's get to the juicy stuff now. This is one of the biggest searches about you and the band. Um, who left five first? Obviously, everyone wants to know like the details about when five broke up originally. So yeah, what happened for, from the inside? Um, right. So um, the media story was that Sean had glandular fever. And uh, that's why he wasn't in the, uh, in the best dance video, and that's why the car was cut out, um, and you know wasn't in the band anymore. The true story was that Sean was having a nervous breakdown, or you know a mental breakdown, and had couldn't just couldn't bring himself to be part of that at the time. Um, I was struggling as well. I think we was all struggling, but it comes in different guises. Sean was really struggling and, and, and I tried to leave him here before um, and I had a horrific yeah, so Simon was a lovely guy and still is and Richard Griffiths I've seen him since this happened I am going to tell you the story because it's, um, it's one of my best stories so I, I, need, I need to tell you um, I go into the office and I say to the, I say to Simon I go on can't do it. I'm struggling, struggling with the Now, that wouldn't happen in this day. If you're struggling with the mental health, you help. They would say, don't worry about the album. The album doesn't matter. Let's get you better. Let's get Sean better. Let's not have Sean's fucking cardboard cut out. And let's, let's get everyone better. Have a year. Go on a high out of the Michael. Come back, we can We could still be going now, um, but that wasn't what happened. So they basically said, "You can't leave. Just done the album. You've got to stay." They're trying to tell me how much money I was going to make in the next eighteen months. You know? I was like, "I don't care. I'm. I want to be at home. I don't want to be back." Anyway, they they basically said no. But at that point, I read this to send you. And I, um, I kicked the desk up against Richard's wall, like with him pinned behind it. And I just kept my foot there, pressing on the desk, saying, I will fucking leave this band. Now, tell me that I can't leave. I'm just uh, Kelp trying to pull me off. It was a night. I mean, I, when I say it was a nightmare, it was a nightmare. Simon Cow has to phone, phone security. Surely come and kick me out of RTMF, but carry me out of the building. And it, I mean, I'm not, I'm not proud of it, 
as as they're carrying me out, I'm seeing people that I've worked on the five projects a year, and I'm literally pointing them down. You're a fucking prick as well. I've never liked you. I've lost. I've lost my mind. Like literally yeah. lost my mind. And they literally just chucked me out the door. And I'm like, oh, calm down. And I tried to. So I don't hear from anyone for about two weeks because they're just letting me call off. And then they call me back in to have a meeting. And there's everyone there, the band, all of the people I've deeply offended. And they will apologise to me. And I said, if you didn't realise how strongly you felt we shouldn't have treated like that. But, and I thought, oh, wow, they're going to let me leave. They were nice for about 10 minutes. But, um, you can make so much money in the next 18 months and just carried on. So, yeah, it, they didn't fix it. Um, I, yeah, it wasn't a good, it wasn't a good moment. But I did see Richie Griffiths, and I've seen Simon Cowboys, obviously. Um, I said to Richard, I'm really about people. You're under a lot of stress, under a lot of praise. He said, to be honest with you, you were the guinea pigs of the 90s. We've learned so much from the mistakes we made. And that's why One Direction didn't look quite as tired. That's why, that's why Oli Murph looked like his loving life. Because it was treating them. They're struggling. They get help. Maybe not as much help as they yuck. I still think there's a way to go with mental health. You know, with really um, but at least they're making it dark. Yeah. <clears throat> I suppose there's been strides strides made, isn't there, and just actually checking in on people. And, and if yeah. they do say, I'm struggling, like you say, they'd normally be given time out and support and yeah, stuff. So how do, you, yeah, how do you feel looking back on that time? Though? Do you feel quite a, lot of, quite a lot of anger, I assume, because you're like, no, nobody helped me? Yeah, I don't talk about it often. Um, when I do like, you know, stuff like this, it, it, it's almost like a little bit of counselling. I, I think it's good to talk about it sometimes, but it's good to reflect on it. Um, I try not to get angry about it because it, that's only going to ruin my um, mm-hmm. I, I try and look at it and just hope that that sort of thing doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, it would be easy for me to go down that rabbit hole, which is not healthy at all. So, um, so yeah, no, I look back at it and go, that was a bit shit, but I'm mm. happy now. You were good guinea pigs for everyone else, like you say, in a weird sort yeah. of way, though. And, and Lots of bands are, now are probably welcome. reaping the rewards. Yeah. Yeah, and no, they're very welcome. Just send some money my way. <laughs> yeah, quite a big check. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> so are you in touch with many people from, from that era? Obviously, you mentioned, like, running into to Simon Cowell and stuff, but, like, you know, other boy bands that, that broke through at that time or people you met through your TV appearances and big, you know, showbiz events that you would go to. Um, I guess some of, some of these artists you've hung out with on the big reunion TV show, haven't you? But yeah, is there anyone else that you kind of still check in with? I'm I'm not really showbiz. Like I've got, I've got celebrity mates, but I don't see them as celebrity mates. I see them as mates. Um, Mm. Sometimes when I'll be talking to, you know, a local friend or whatever, and I go, oh yeah, I was with, Anthony yesterday, and they go, who? And I go, Costa from Blue, and they go, oh my god! I go, it's just Ant. He's he's, a, he's an idiot. Like, he's <laughs> just a bloke. You know, uh, I'm really close with David Essex, and people that blows people's minds. Like, he's like a, he'd kill me for saying he's like a dad to me. He's a he's a really really lovely bloke. Obviously older than me, but I met him many years ago at a show. Um, 
I didn't have a good while after that. And we got on so well. And I remember I had my own dressing room, obviously. I was one of the celebrities, Joe and the Cat David, and then we had Sophie Lauren from Extended. Uh, and it's really weird that thing where I don't class myself as a celebrity, but you do tend to, you do tend to hang out with the celebrity, which has got a common ground. And I'm so unarrogant, like I've never been an arrogant person, but I don't think you get that same opinion from people that I've worked with because they see it as arrogant, so I'm just a little bit shy. I'm a little bit shy around people unless I have got a common ground with them that I have mm -hmm. almost on a, on a level. So I talked to David, I talked to Dope, I spoke to no one else, not in a rude way. I just didn't, couldn't find the word. So I mean, I'd say hi, but they probably used to go home and go, what an arrogant prick. <laughs> and I don't know whether they like I I had like a girl that, that I'd done most of my acting with in, in that show one I can't remember her name you know, and I spoke and I and I probably spent three years acting on the stage I don't know her mm. we didn't share many conversations I just and she probably thinks I'm an arrogant prick <laughs> I'm not I'm socially awkward and you wouldn't expect that from me oh yeah definitely not Right, we are going to switch up those letters now and we're sliding from the who's to the hows um, a big search being how did five get together and I'm really interested in the story behind this because you were formed by the same team who put together the Spice Girls I think Yes, we were, yeah. So so Bob and Chris Herbert, um, who are called Safe Management, um, they had put an advert in the stage, uh, stage newspaper. So they put the Spice Girls together and they lost the Spice Girls to Simon Fuller. So they they were the brainchild behind them, but never officially ended up managing them. But they, they put them together, they were with them to the very early stages, and then they, they left. So obviously they were the ones with the vision. Um, Simon Cowell knew that and he teamed up with state management and to create a male version of the price with eggs. And by fuck did they get eggs. They got more eggs. They got sharp edges. They wanted sort of Oof, rounded eggs. Yeah. <laughs> they got pointy edges. Yeah, so it was an advert in the state and I remember, I remember like, I've got such a good memory of stuff like this. So I was, I would have been 17, a young 17, um, and, you know, a bit wet, but to I got drunk the night before, I was in bed, my dad knocks on my drawer, and I've got this spice boy division, and that's what it was labelled as, the spice boy. Oh! That was more, it was never going to be called the spice boy, it was more of a tag line, you know, show the interest and show I said, I'm longing it off that I'm not going, I'm hungover, it's not happening, I'm not going to. Like, you've got to, and I remember him saying something like, this could change your life, come on, like, this could be a big break. All right, I'll go. I'll only go Fine. a couple of mates. I'll only go with a couple of mates to people, okay? Um, so I phone my mate Nick and my mate Dan. 
I've got an audition in London today. I didn't get on training with you guys. I can't bother. They've been out the night before. Do you know what? Yeah, never come to you. We jump on the train and we go to Pineapple Studio. And they, they're not auditioning. So I, I'm standing in the queue. And the only way I can describe it, it's X Factor before X Factor is the So everyone knows that Simon Cowell is the person that put the X Factor together. So it was the same format, exactly the same, no camera. And massive line, thousands and thousands of people there. And I'm like, oh. And, and I'm hungover. <laughs> All I want to do is go home. I'm wearing a grey Kappa tracksuit. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm from Essex. <laughs> I'm wearing a grey Kappa tracksuit, Reebok Classic in white. Nice. I've got cropped, a French crop hairstyle with the gel, too much gel. I mean, you said I wore too much wax. This was too much gel. Jay is one person in front of me. And I remember that much. I remember that Jay was number 21 and I was number 21. And I, Jason, um, everything changes but you. I take that. Now, Jay's not, and I'm not slagging Jay off here, Jay's not got the strongest singing voice. Obviously, he's a rapper, but he's singing everything changes. And this is his last attempt, Jay, of getting into doing something. He, he wanted to be in a band, he wanted to be in a he just wanted to do something. Mm. And um, this is his, he's 21, Jay, I'm 17. It's his last practice. And I go in after and I do my singing. I've always been quite confident in my singing. I knew that was quite well. And come out, and now we've got to go into another room and we've got to do dancing. And I don't know. Like, <laughs> don't know at all. I'm the guy that just stands there going, oh, yeah, I'm fine. Just move. Oh, on, man. That's it. <laughs> Days, there's loads of people in this room. You put music on, everyone's dancing. Everyone's dancing. I'll see a few people doing music in my room. I'm like, I fucked it. I'm not getting this band. There's no way. Um, Jay is doing, he's spinning on his head, Jay, like a lunatic. Oh, wow. Great dancing. I'm like, who's this prick? Like, what is he doing? <laughs> like, like, I'm literally looking at him going, no, he wants this bad. And I'm also looking at him thinking, how old is this dude? <laughs> um, and then they hand people a bit of paper. So I don't know, and I've been handed a bit of paper. So I'm thinking, this is, this is the, you can now fuck off a bit of paper. That's what I'm thinking. Um, then they hand Jay a bit of paper. And I'm like, maybe this bit of paper is good. He's got to be just for, just for effort. He's got yeah, a, just for spinning on his head at the very yeah, least. Yeah. <laughs> the bit of paper means that you're through for the next round. So everyone else goes home and, and about a week, week or so passes, and I get a phone call going, Yeah, we want you've been whittled down, we want to I'm like, right, okay. So we go to Nomi Studio and there is Russell Brand. There's Russell Brand on this No way, I never knew Russell Brand. Russell Brand, the Russell Brand edition of What were his moves like? Um, I, I remember him being there, but he didn't look quite like Russell Brand looked like now. He did get through to the second round, though. And, and in later years, he has done. I think he, didn't he open the bricks at some point? He's, I, I swear I see him on a bus, didn't he? A few years ago. Oh, he wow. A, he can sing. Um, anyway, obviously, he didn't do it. 
um, and he now denies that he was. Um, they split every every um, potential band up into groups of four, and we were the only group of five people. They they only wanted four people in the original band. Um, they they were trying to see which one of us they would pick out. Basically. Every band had to sing the same song that they pre song. Jay was crying in the toilet, going, "It's going to be me, it's going to be me because I'm the oldest." And, and they sent everyone home that day. They said, we've got that. That wasn't meant to be the case. It was meant to go on for a lot longer. Um, so hang on, the five that you were in, was that the five that became five? Yeah. Right, done. so they obviously thought you would look good together and you had a bit of a chemistry. That's so interesting. Because, that, because that's what Bob and Chris are really good at. They, obviously, when they put the Spice Girls in, they had characters. Yeah. They had, they had someone from there, someone from there, and it made it look good as well as sound. Um, Simon Cowell come into the room and he said, I'm going to sign you for a five-album deal. It's going to be amazing. And um, we were like, wow, this is, this is mental. You can't tell anyone. This is going to happen very quickly. <gasps> Don't wow. tell anyone. The week later, I was living in a house in Surrey with four blokes I didn't know, in a council house in Surrey. And this is quite, um, this is quite funny. I obviously, um, you know, I, I go back to Kerry and I say that I, you know, I always wanted to be Kerry. Um, I, we're not quite an, an item yet. As I get into the band, I'm not, we're not together. I, the only person I told, Kerry's mum, um, I gave her a note. I see her down the local market. And I said, can you please give my new number to Kerry because I'm moving to Surrey. Can't tell you any more than that. Just give Kerry this number. So uh -huh. She was the only person that knew. And I, and I phoned her up and I said, I'm in a boy band. And she was like, What? Must <laughs> like, have been like, Are you joking? You what? Yeah. I was like, Yeah, I live in Surrey. She was like, but I see you last Thursday. I was like, Yeah, I live in Surrey. I couldn't tell anyone, I'm sorry. And um, yes, yeah, so she was the only, only living soul I told. Um, wow. We got together. Um, yeah, it was absolutely mental. And within, that was in the May, the May, whatever, seven or eight. And then by the, by that Christmas, we had a, we were number 10. Yeah. Oh my God, really, it moves so quickly. Boy band tours, like the, the school tours and stuff like that. Like, take that, you think to take that 911, any one of these bands, they, they had a long slog, like, of gaining fans at a slow rate. Trying to build up their profile, we had none of that. We literally went from doing nothing to being fake. There was no, there was no gap, which is probably why we didn't, it didn't work out for us in the end, and why we burned out so quick. We yeah, went from nothing to mega fake. Well, next, we move on to the autofill suggestions. So basically, what else comes up when people put in your name or five into Google? And this is the, the one that everyone wants to know. Do all of five still get along? Honest answers only, please. I mean, there's obviously some stuff out there, so we kind, we kind of know what's what, but from your perspective. No. <laughs> no, we do not. Care to go into any detail? Yeah. I, I've got no problem with that. Um, so... The members of the band are the members of the band that want to be 
So, so I'll clear that up. So there's three members of five now. We absolutely love what we do. We're flying the back tonight. We want to We love what we do. Um, obviously, the missing members, if you like, we call the missing members are Adam and Joe. Now, obviously, I had problems with Jay during bands. I haven't got any problems with him now. I don't speak to him. We don't, we don't talk. Um, if he knocked on my door or I see him in the street, would I go over and punch him? No. I'd say, oh my God, Jay, we go for a pint. We go for a pint, we have a great time, and there'd be no problem. Would, do I think I can see a version of my life where we're close, proud, and chums that see each other every day? Maybe not, but mm. I've got no deep problem. I've seen him since I stayed at his house. He, he, he put me up for the night. He, he made me a bacon sandwich in the morning. Very there. It was lovely. Um, he doesn't want to be in band. That's fine. Mm-hmm. His decision. It's not like we're saying you're not allowed in the band. Doesn't want to be in band for his own reasons. Abs is slightly different. Um, Abs left the band on Twitter. He, oh, when he did that announcement, that was the first time that you knew about it as well. I heard about it with the world. So when wow. he wrote on Twitter, as of today, I'm no longer a member. I read it in my car and went, what? Say what? Like, yeah. That's confusing. He had distanced himself. We're on our last tour, done a tour, and he, I'm sure he's got a different version of events, but he, he just stopped talking to us. He had a girlfriend at the time, uh, and that was all a bit weird, and um, he just stopped talking to us, and it was horrible. He'd be on the stage. Mm. And I've always said that, the fans know. Like, I, I remember I watched uh, One Direction on the day, a little while before they broke up at the Brit Club. And on the same stage, uh, about an hour before, I said, Take that. Brilliant, take that. Scene. Take that. Look like they're having the fucking time of their life. They were looking at each other on stage with beaming eyes, beaming smile, <laughs> and they were loving. And then One Direction came, and they were dead behind the line. I remember saying, they won't be together for long. They don't look like they want to be. And like, literally, sure enough, straight after that, saying they're there all. Because I think the fans know, you can tell when people join. So, Ab was on the stage with us, but there was, mm-hmm. we were three and he was one. And he left the day before we were meant to be doing, so we obviously part of the community, carried on up with the community show. Big shows all over Europe, and he's like, and we were just about to headline the next day, we were just about to headline a massive, massive show in a big festival. He left. So about an hour after that, uh, I get a phone call from the promoter. He says, what, What's happened? Have you just had an announcement? What, you know, why haven't you told me? Blah, blah. And I said, Oh, well, slow down. I didn't know. I said, We're still going to come and do the show. I said, But there'll be three of us. And he was like, How's that going to work? <laughs> He said, oh, I don't, I, you know, I don't think it's going to work. You know, Ab does the rapping, blah, blah, blah. And I said, I, I know all the rap, and I can rap. And I, no one had ever heard of it. And um, I said, I can rap. I said, it's fine. And I said, I'm that confident. And I'm, by the way, I didn't tell the other boys. This is, um, so I hadn't told Sean. This I said to the guy, I'm that confident. I'm going to, I'll make a deal with you now, verbal deal, and I'll shake your hand. 
if we don't go, if we go down an absolute storm, you pay us a full fee, including Andrew's money, and we get that. I said, if we don't, if you don't like it, or the fans don't like it, and they boo, or they don't enjoy it, don't pay us a penny. Nothing. Oh, wow. That's bold, isn't it? Yeah, so don't pay a penny. I said, because I know that you will pay it. And he went, I can't argue with that. So we do the show, and they absolutely go crazy. They absolutely love it. And uh, the guy is standing at stage right, and I walk off, and I go, have we been paid? And he goes, it's in the bank. And I said, no. And it was from that moment we went, you know what? You You can't stop it. We, we we know what we want to do and we know that there's nothing broken here. And there's loads of people that might look, might see five on a poster, five's name, and go, oh, brilliant, we're going to see five. And they probably, as we walk out on stage, they're probably looking for the other two going, oh, ooh, like, this is, this is going to be really shit. They don't leave thinking the same. I know that sounds really arrogant, but it, it's not meant to. Mm. It's, um, they don't leave saying it was shit. They go, do you know what? They're really good. And that's why we continue to get booked. And that's why we continue to sort of know that we, in a non-adequate way, we can do it. We've got it. Yeah, you can still put on a good show. Uh, this next search, by the way, I found so interesting because I had no idea this was even a thing before kind of looking you up for the show. So it says, Scott Robinson, avoidant restrictive food intake disorder. What's this all about? Well, it's... It's someone giving something that I didn't know was a thing, a title, I suppose. Um, apparently, it's a, it's a thing. Um, I can explain why I might have been given this title. So I've always had... I, I'm fussy. I've always been fussy. All my life been fussy. And I pretty much eat beige food. Right, so right. nothing with butter, nothing with anything. I do now, so I, I will get to that. So all of my life, growing up, I was scared of food, textures of food. I wouldn't, if I put something in my mouth and didn't agree with me, I would projectile vomit. Like, oh, wow. Like really, like scared, physically scared mm. of food. And when I say that, I mean, if you put, if you rang at me now with a salad cream bottle, I would run away. Seriously? Like, I you just run. can't even bear the thought of it. I would run away. Like the thought of, <laughs> even the thought of salad cream now is making you feel physically sick, right? You have actually gone um, a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I, and it goes back to, um, and I didn't know this until I, I had, I went to, um, I went to hypnotherapy and, um, and like had this, like almost like um, got hypnotized to like food, right? And she took, she brought it back to a time when I was younger. I might have been about 10, 9 or 10 or something. And I like of all the, like I don't like anything, but I like tuna sandwiches, right? Which is a weird thing to like if you don't like them, right? But I like tuna sandwiches, but I like them with loads of vinegar, which probably makes sense because then it doesn't taste tuna, right? It doesn't taste fishy. Mm. You just taste the vinegar, right? But my granddad liked them with salad cream. And my, my nan had made me a tuna sandwich and I'd eaten a half of it. My granddad had taken my half and eaten it and then replaced it with his half when his sandwich comes. 
I bit into this Jiggy Sanders with Mac with um Telegram in it. And I was violently ill. Like I was I mean, I was puking mm. for the, the duck. Oh, washing wow. my mouth out. It's disgusting, like vulgar. What I mean, who puts that shit anywhere near their mouth? <laughs> Fuck, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even clean my fucking shoes a bit. Dirty. It's not bad. Right? <laughs> Horrible. And mayonnaise would get fucking bin as well, right? Get <laughs> I, but my wife couldn't like she said, oh, well, you've got to get yourself sorted, Scott. Like she said, like she's having to make separate dinners. I'm like, I'm eating from the children's menu at restaurant. Like, when I was in the band, I used to take Heinz tomato soup with me because I didn't like anything. And I was starving, like literally like going days and days without eating. Um, when I got at the hypnotherapy, it was mental. So I had five sessions. And the day of the fifth session, I ordered a curry. I had a curry. Oh, wow. That's massive progress then, surely. I, I've eaten a Chinese. I, I, I eat duck. I, eat, I like noodles. I, I'm still a little bit funny. Like, like, like my wife, she'll put all of the stuff in, all the onions, all like, say it's forgetting all the names. She'll, mm. But she has to be finely chopped. I don't mind. The, fla- the flavours are incredible. Um, I don't like big onions and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm, um, I'm a bit fucking weird. Yeah, it's a texture thing then, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, so the last one on the the autofill suggestions, and I feel like this is one we could we could talk about for ages because it was such a phenomenon. But I want to try and maybe hear something a little bit different about the show from you. Five ITV two big reunion. I mean that show. So many people absolutely loved it. It was great to see you guys, you know, on screen again. But you all like really opened up on that show. I wasn't kind of expecting it to be so. I guess you know raw. It was like talking about drugs and, and bankruptcy and just general disruption uh, in the band. Was it good to do that in a way, actually just get into a, you into know, a space that you can talk about it and get it off your chest? Because I guess you've been carrying a lot of this stuff around with you. Yeah, it was, um, it was really weird. It was really weird to do it because like, I suppose much like this, when you, when you do an interview and you're really open and then people hear it, like when, when people hear this podcast, they'll go, wow, I didn't realise that was that deep. I didn't realise he struggled in this area. I, did, I just thought he was a pop star. Um, when I'd done the big reunion, like I had friends phone me going, God, I didn't know. I didn't know you struggled. I didn't know you had a, a, a nervous breakdown. I didn't know you cried every day you went to work. I didn't know these things. Today. And I was like, well, because did you need, did I need to tell you? Like, I didn't feel the need to burden your day with my shit. Like, um, it was, it needed to be said. I was a lot lighter once I'd said it. And I wanted to say my truth, but everything I said on that program was brutally true, I suppose. And uh, speaking about Joan today, like, I've got no problem with life, but I did have a problem with life. And we did, you know, we did chuck a Coke can in my head, try to, you know, kill, like, we killed me, you know. We did. He did tell Sean to shut me down the stairs. All these things happened. Um, so they had to be set, and you know it, it was important for me to say them. It was important for, and and even looking at other members of a band that said said these things, it was important for me to know that about Duncan and about Lee and about you know Anthony and Kerry Catone and all these people that 
went through all these things, it was really important for me to to know that. So I'd go, wow, they went through that too. When you're in a band and you're younger, you don't really talk to other bands because you think that you, they think they're the big I am, you think you're the big I am. There's arrogance, there's, you know, like, it's cool, we're better than you, we're number one. There's a bit of that. Whereas now you just float or, you know, people and you, you, you've shared the same experience, you've shared the same stages for years. Um, I, owe, I owe the big reunion a lot, like a lot. I mean, talking about, you know, what is Scott Robinson's work, early when we touched on that, like, I didn't, I had nothing when, when I'd done the big reunion. Like, I had, I'd spent all my money, do you know what I mean? I had on nice things and I had, and I was working, I was doing shows on my own. It was a one-man band for a long time. I was going out, I was doing all these these shows. For a long time, I had, I wouldn't sing five songs. I was running away from five. You know, I wanted to be Scott Robinson. Don't call me Scott for five. I'm Scott Robinson. I've got a second name, you know. And I was doing these shows and I'm singing songs that, that I want, that I think are cool. I'm singing Kings Leon. I'm singing The Fry. I'm going, look at me. Oh, I've got a nice voice. And people were like, yeah, it's cool. Kerry kept on saying to me, isn't that fine? Isn't that fine? And I'd go, no, no, you're wrong. You're wrong this time, Kerry. She's never fucking wrong, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> so I sung Keep On Moving out here, and they went mental for this thing that I was running away from, I needed to embrace. And the big reunion gave me the power to, to go, I'm not running it. I am Scott for five, because, and that's where I think Abs may be, and I might be wrong, he might have lost himself slightly at a point because you're not bigger than the band that you're in. Robbie Williams is Robbie Williams because of Take That. Absolutely. Gary Barlow is Gary Barlow because of Take That. When they go off, even if they go off and have amazingly big solo groups, which they both have done, they're famous because of the band that they come from. Harry Styles is only amazing now because he had one direction. And, you know, so... When you start believing in your own height, that's a real bad thing. So I'm Scott from Five and I'm really proud of that. So when I done the big union, I could hold my head high and go, yep, I'm Scott from Five. And um, and I'm I'm happy. So it needed I needed it like therapy. I, so I owe them everything. Like now, the new things that I can have in this house are because of that. They're because of mm. me as well. I work hard, but they're because of the opportunity yeah being given another chance it's wow, amazing it's isn't, it? Deep, isn't it yeah yeah this has got really deep it's time for a quick ad break now I'm off to take down all of my five posters before Scott sees them that would be a bit awkward wouldn't it Welcome to A to Z of Men, a brand new podcast that helps explain, well, men. Each week, myself, Chris Brooks. And me, Scott Robinson. We take on a different letter of the alphabet. What? In order? Yeah, in order. We will find a word that best describes men that starts with that letter. So it's basically like a guide. Like a guide. Yeah, that's correct. Well, this will really help me explain myself to the wife. 
We tackle topics such as mental health, stereotypes, and stupid things us men do. Don't forget sex. Oh, and sex. Plus, you can send in your words, stories, and, well, anything to A2Z, it's the number two, A2Z of men at gmail.com, or follow us on Instagram and TikTok at A2Z of men. So join us each Wednesday as we create the A to Z of men. The autofill search is done and the final part of today is what we call internet tombola. So it's essentially a massive lucky dip of the World Wide Web to find out what people have been posting about you. All right, let's give the wheel a spin and see what it lands on. It stopped on headlines, uh, the headline being... Fans realise this 90s band used a cardboard cutout of member in a music video. So obviously for anyone that's missed this, back in 2001, music video to the music video to Let's Dance, Sean wasn't actually in the video and instead he used a, a cardboard, <laughs> cardboard cutout. Watching it back, it must be quite funny now. But at the time, no, I guess you, know you really what? had to get your story straight and everything, didn't you? Yeah, no, do you know what? It, I find it really difficult that because people find it funny we don't like because we know we know what why and at the time we didn't batter an eyelid the record company said oh sure it's gonna be a cardboard cutout and you've got to say it's got glamorous fever um we were like right okay because that was the that that was the media story you're in the you're in and amongst it when i look at it now and obviously knowing sean and loving sean as much as i do um it's really hard pill to swallow that he he experienced that. You know, he he wrote that song, and you know, and now he's a cardboard cutout. We're in a band that he's meant to be in. He's struggling, but the show must go on. That's not that's not how it should have been done. Not how mm. life should have been. You know, you know, and it, it was a weird. Like I didn't like that. There's this. this there's certain things about that video that people don't sort of understand. I'm a real sort of old-fashioned sort of person. Like, I um, doing that video, I'm playing basketball at the front. It's not a real yeah. basketball, it's superimposed. I'm only standing there because I don't want to. Um, I don't want to have all these girls all over. Oh, so you said no to that. Yeah, you were like, oh, I'll just do that. I've found something for I, me I to said, do, yeah. I said, I'm not doing that. So they said, well, what are you going to do then? I said, I don't know. Make something up. I'm not doing it. Like, because that's me. I, I've got to be true to myself. I wouldn't do, I, I wouldn't go on Strictly Come Dancing and dance intimately with another woman. Married man. Now people go, oh, yeah, but it's not, it's not like that. Well, no, but that's in my mind. Mm-hmm. That's not the right thing to do. So there's parts in that video that people go, like, and I walk off at one point. That was real. I, I was fucked off. And, I, and they kept doing right. So, and then Sean, it, it, you know, being, hiding the cardboard cut, just not, not very nice. Yeah, it's really odd watching it back now, I imagine. All right, so the next thing is from Twitter. They've put... Did I hear that Sean pushed Scott down some stairs? Jesus, man. What the fuck? So, yeah. Going to need an explanation yeah. here. We're at, a photo, we're at a photo shoot, and um, I I always just wanted to go home. Like, it got to the point where 
the photo shoot was, let's say it was seven in the morning till six at night. And it was always overrun. And right. this this particular day, they um they're just overrunning, everyone's mucking around, no one, you know, everything. And, and we I mean it's, it's the only night we'd had off in ever. And I remember going to a party at home. I just wanted the photo shoot to end. So I remember going, well everyone just things shut up, blah blah blah. Sean, like stop that or whatever. And Jay said to Sean, Are you gonna let him speak to him? It was Jay that had basically said to Sean, you, you, you do this. Me and Sean had a bit of a scuffle. We went tumbling down the steps and wow. um, got to the bottom and I, I my lip was cut. Ouch. And I just said, I said, fuck this, I'm I'm gone. And I um at the height of, of fame, I, I got the train home and just sat there like this. Please, no one look at me. Please, no one look at me. Oh, of course, yeah, with all your lip busted, I bet you were like, please, no papers see me, no fans. I just want to go home. Yeah, got home. Got to the party early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It stopped on headlines again. Uh, this one is from the Mail Online. The not-so-big reunion. Boy Band 5 will audition for a new member after lead singer Jay Brown refuses to join the group. Um, I mean, obviously, there's, this, has been, this has been covered um, a lot. But I thought it'd be interesting to, to find out. Was that the particular reason you, you fell out with him or was it more from stuff that was that's kind of further back? Um, no, so he... Um... He was going to be part of the big union. He, we had sat in a room, all of us together, um, Rich on Skype from Australia. We had sat in a room and we had said, like, and we were excited about it. Uh, I had taken Jay out for a pint after that meeting. Mm. And I'd said, look, I, I'd said to him in the meeting, I need to talk to you after. Can, I, can we go for a pint? He said, yeah, no problem. So we went for a pint. And I just said to him, I'm um, just letting you know. That I'm not going to take any of your shit this time. Like, I'm a different person. I said, I, I'm just letting you know on the level now, when I do that program, I'm going to tell them everything. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to, for me, I'm doing this for me. I need to be honest. And I, I, I said, so I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say that, and I'm going to say this, because all of these things happened, and you did all of these things. And yes, I know I could be annoying as well, but I'll also say that. I'm not saying I'm perfect, blah, blah, And it was fine. I don't know whether that was one of the reasons why he decided, or I don't But then if someone told me that, I'd want to be there. To have your side of the story across. Um, yeah, it's interesting. He did eventually have his side of the story in a, in a in later episode uh, in a series. But um, the, he had his own reason to not, to not want to be in that band. Um, he sent mm. a very, very long email, which will always remain secret. Um, but... He he basically the outskirts of that email was him. No, I had no problem with that. It was him saying, "I don't want to be a member of this band. I'm really sorry. I can't do it for my own reasons." Blah blah blah. Fine. But it kind of was like, "Oh shit! Does that mean we can't do the big union?" And I really needed the big union. So ITV wanted us to find a new member. We, oh, we kind see. Of were going through the motion in our minds. We were never going to find a member. We knew that from the outset. We knew that. Yeah. And there were some really good people that we've seen 
it was kind of more for the telly than were, were we ever going to find anyone that belonged in the Star Wars heart of life enough because they, they weren't left in the beginning. Um, so it was, it was basically ITV saying, if you're not going to find a new member on screen, you're not going to be part of the So Do you want to do that? Yes. Um, and then we didn't find a new member and the rest is history. I mean, and we we were a big part of, of that big community. If I'm honest, I don't think it would have been as strong without five. Um, so, so, yeah, we were, we needed. Yeah. Oh, 100%. What do you think has been like the biggest fallout the band has had? Obviously, we know, you know, you and Jay didn't didn't always see to eye, eye to eye. Abs has kind of gone away and, and, and done his own thing. But were there, were there many fallouts? And what was the, the, the biggest one that kind of stands out to you? Too many to mention. There were, there were many, many fallouts. I, mm. I remember, there's so many. Um, top of the pop. Uh, I took Terry to Top of the Pop. Jay didn't like that. Um, yeah, the, um, I don't know why. My girlfriend, like, um, we had a falling out. I told him to fuck off. Um, he chucked a coke can at me, like, at, like, lightning speed. And wow. I dodged oh. and, uh, <gasps> my And so we had, like, a bit of fight. Um, and uh, Jane Middlemix, um, and this is, I mean, you could probably try and find this and use yeah. Use the sound, very funny. Um, we were doing, it was on there doing, um, got the feeling. And her word, something along the lines of, she said, um, Harmony on stage, but fight, um, fight backstage, but Harmony on it, here's five, we've got the feeling. <gasps> and, and, and got out of it. And I am enjoying that performance. My sole purpose of that, that performance was to wind Jay up so much. Because I knew he couldn't do anything even live on the television. So I'm looking at him, I'm catching his eye, I'm thinking, I'm really trying to like, I'm really trying to fuck him off. Because um, I actually want another fight. But I'm quite angry. Um, if you're getting down, I bought Kerry and um, he wasn't happy with that. Um, so we had a row. Um, we did America and we're doing this massive show on the like opening in the middle of a baseball like stadium, like in America. Like, we we've done really well. Incredible. Twenty four weeks with uh, our first single, which is when the lights go out. And we're sort of breaking America at the time. And he chucked a baseball at my head. Oh. And um, I go for it, and it all gets like you know pulled away and all that. That night, I um, I speak to Ab, it's absent Rich at the time, and I said I've got to get out of here. I'm not staying here, and um, and they said we'll come with you. We've had enough. Well, but wow. our passport didn't belong to us. Our passports were in the um, the woman that used to look after us in her room. I was like lost the So I um, I got into her room while she was sleeping. Stole my own passport and and riches and Adley, crawled out of the room like I was in some sort of fucking film. <laughs> Phoned our manager and said, Chris, don't ask any questions. You just need to book for flight. We're coming up. He literally, he could tell by my tone of voice, there was no. Yeah, you meant business. Yeah. He literally instantly went, 
okay, it's done. We bought three flights and we um, we come and that led that led to we've almost done a full circle now. That led to the argument in the office to which is your business on account. That's where that journey took me to the record company. Wow. Yeah, that must have been so hard, though, if you're having these, like, bust-ups and big arguments backstage. But, yeah, as soon as you get on stage or as soon as you're sat down doing interviews, you've got to be like, it's great. And, you know, you want to give fans what they want to see, which is you guys having a good time and and being this kind of unit. I always, on stage, on stage, I think we were incredible on stage. I think we we definitely had something. We still have net. Mm. Off it, we were fucking calm. <laughs> um, obviously, I feel like we've um, we've been speaking about the the bad moments a bit more recently. But obviously, you've had some of the best moments of of your life being in five. What's your your favourite memory of the last however um, many years? You know, there's so there's so many. I'm sure, but like, if you could pick one standout moment, there. I mean, a, a standout moment was when we done the big reunion and we performed together for the first time okay without Jay but um, that was incredible like the, the, the adrenaline I had on that stage yeah. the Apollo was just unreal um, yeah my kids my kids getting to see me on stage is of course yeah I mean I love that um, big reunion Brennan I pick him up at the very very end and I hug him and I cry because it's a real moment um, playing Bob it with Liam Gallagher um what? Bop yep. it with Liam Gallagher. That's brilliant. I didn't would never put those two things together, but sounds we're in, fantastic. We're in Rio. We're in Rio. We're in a room in Rio with me, Kerry, Sean, Rich, and Liam Gallagher in Liam Gallagher's room. He gets a bop it out of his suitcase. <laughs> we're standing in a circle playing bop it with Liam Gallagher. It's incredible. Whilst he played us the new album that hadn't been out yet. And every every song that he had wrote, he said, this one's fucking legendary. And everyone <laughs> Noel wrote, he went, oh, Noel wrote this shout. Absolute shout. Um, yeah, it sounds, it sounds about right. Love and that. And Quinn has been up there as one of the best moments. He had 250,000 people, I think, at a party in part. Um, and I'm standing singing with Brian Mullen. He doesn't get there. That's, yeah, that's absolutely incredible, yeah. Um, that is it, Scott Robinson from Five. Well done on completing Celebrity Search Engine. How did you find it? I absolutely loved it. I mean, I, I actually think... I mean, I'm, I've never listened before, I'll be honest. Um, I'm, you've, got, you've gained a new listener because I will... Um, I think it's a great concept and I, I can't wait to listen to some other people's um, Celebrity Search Engine. So, yeah, great. Oh, thank you very much. Okay, before we let you go, though, one final question. Who would you like to nominate to go through the Celebrity Search Engine experience next? A fellow pop star, somebody maybe that you admire, that you think would have some good stories, good stuff about them on the internet. Who do you want to nominate? And in the cost, please. Oh, he would be good, wouldn't he? Well, we'll try and sort that. Thank you so much. Cheers, thank you. Thanks for listening to Celebrity Search Engine. Please hit that subscribe or follow button to make sure you don't ever miss a future episode. We have got some really great guests coming up and you don't want to miss out on the fun now, do you? If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please do drop us a review and a rating. Five stars? Oh, go on. 
that would be greatly appreciated. And let us know in that review or over on social media who you'd like to see on the podcast next. Scott Robinson has nominated Anthony Costa from Blue, but who would you like to know more about? Let us know. We are at Celeb Search Engine on Instagram. Until next time, everybody, I'm your host, Abby McCarthy, and thanks for using the Celebrity Search Engine. 